This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Uh-huh. Yeah. This week on Reset, I'm going to talk about Sonos. Actually, I'm not going to talk about it. I've got someone here to help me because I have no clue what Sonos is and does. You know, okay, I have a clue, right? It's music. You get your music on it, but I've never purchased it. I've never used it, and I want to know more. And I thought, there's got to be some people in my shoes that don't know enough about this, and you'd be interested in it. I've got a 30-minute conversation with Kevin Schoonover. Kevin can be found in the homeservershow.com forums. He's also out in the home automation forums, homeautomationforums.com. He helps me moderate forums, answer questions, and is all-around great guy. Uh, he's very technical, and he has a lot of Sonos. So he's going to help me out. So, Kevin, can you give me a little rundown of Sonos? So uh, Sonos is a variety of pieces of hardware, but uh, what's really at play is, you know, how to get access to all of your music um, or all of your music services in whatever room of the house you want to. So uh, there's a variety of speakers in many different sizes, many different shapes and functions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a a bar, uh, like a surround sound bar for home entertainment type of systems. Uh, they still have a line of, um, amplifiers. So if you wanted to use your existing speakers and have the Sonos functionality, um, drive those, you can head down that path. And then they also have a product, uh, Sonos connect, which would allow you to add Sonos to like an existing surround sound receiver where you just wanted to add the Sonos functionality in from that point of view. Okay. Um, so, everything's driven by apps on your phone and your mobile devices and uh, just tries to make everything as simple and easy to access your pro- your, your music as possible. Okay, well, great podcast, Kevin. Um, I guess we'll see you next week. No. There you go. Um, <laughs> no, I have about three dozen questions just popped into yep. my head right there. So when when I'm coming at this as not having owned this and want to ask a lot of questions, I think of Sonos as that little speaker sitting on someone's table when I walk into their living room, right? Yep. But you mentioned library, so I want to start you there. How I have music on a server, I have music with iTunes, I have music with Amazon. How do I interface my library, as you said, with Sonos? That's a great question. And actually, you know, when, and, and we did exactly what happens when Sonos comes up is we instantly talk about the speakers and the hardware and everything else. And, and honestly, the first thing I tell people to do is go to the Sonos website and under what is Sonos, you click on uh, music and that'll okay. show you all the services. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you set up an account with Sonos and it, it, it really interacts with, um, your local Sonos equipment that's in your house and you can pick what services you want to have uh, linked into that. So streaming services, um, Google play music is available. Amazon music is available. Spotify, 
Um, Apple Music is now uh, available. There was a little odd, but it, that was one of the most recent ones. Uh, Microsoft Groove is is available. Um, so there, there's a laundry list of ones out there. Um, I'm a I, I'm a Groove sub- subscriber, so I can stream through my Groove subscription. Everything comes down. You co- you basically control it through the app. Uh, go to the app on my phone. Mm-hmm. I pick Groove. I pick uh, you know maybe one of my libraries, uh, maybe one of my playlists, and I pick the speaker, the Sonos speaker in my house that I want to play that on. So I'm doing exactly as you said, and I'm I'm what is Sonos Music, and I'm seeing all kinds of services like Stitcher. Slacker Radio, and something that surprised me that I love, uh, MajorLeagueBaseball.com, MLB.com, yep. Game Day Audio. So yep. as the Cubs are rolling to the World Series, you could, if you subscribe, you could listen to it on your Sonos. That is awesome. Yes. Yep. Okay, so you link that with your music library, which I would be Amazon. Uh, that's where most of my... Um, music tracks are so that would that would work in my household and i assume that this would work in a lot of people's household with like you said apple music google play uh sirius xm soundcloud rhapsody there's just there's many many of these uh to speak about so we got that out of the way how do i introduce my house to the hardware when i start looking online i have i've got a play one a play three a play five yep and all this wireless stuff where do i go from here so um and and one last thing on the music function uh there there is also um the the music library function so if like me you have bought a bunch of music or you've ripped a bunch of uh cds over the years yes uh and you have a uh um so I went the route of putting all my music in one central spot on my NAS in the basement. And uh, Sonos just lets you point at that network share, and it makes it part of the Sonos library. They have enhanced that now, and they'll allow up to 16 PCs, Macs, or you know, phones, tablets. Um, mm-hmm. They'll help gather up uh, your diverse, you know, wh- wherever your music is. Um, personally, I still like to get all the music in one spot and just have kind of one point of reference there. So that, that works well from that point of view. Um, back to your question about how do, how do you jump into this thing? Can I, can I ask you one more? (laughs) Fire away. You know, it's come, excuse me. There used to be, I mean, way back when we had all our music ripped, right? And then you'd have to take painstakingly create and craft playlists, and then music services came along. And, and one of my favorite things ever to do is to invoke the uh, Amazon, you, you know her name that I can't say, and ask yep. her to play. I can ask her to play the Gordon Lightfoot channel. And she just starts streaming all this calm, chill music, right? Yep. And I can do that with all kinds of other little playlists. I can play top top 40, country, 80s. Is Sonos have something like that? And I'm not necessarily saying voice because we can get into voice integration later, but playlists and the services like Amazon offers or Groove offers, is, is that possible? Yeah, absolutely. So, and what I've done mostly with my stuff is uh, uh, because a lot of my playlists are right out of my 
ripped music library, um, I set up Sonos playlists and, um, you know, very easy to set up. And then from your app, you just go to your, uh, Sonos library, your, your Sonos music library. There's a list of your playlists. You just pop on them. So not, not voice activated yet, but as we're talking, of course, I'm web surfing and, uh, there are several articles on how to use Amazon echo and dot to control your Sonos system. So have not explored mm-hmm. that yet, but, okay. um, uh, and in, in addition to that, um, Sonos recently made a couple of announcements that, uh, they kind of a future growth for them would be in this voice actuated kind of technology. And that right. left a lot of people open to the idea of, well, are you going to add microphones to the Sonos products or are you going to leverage Cortana or Siri or, you know, what's that going to look like? But back to your question. Yeah. Today, go make, uh, you know, from your music library, go make a, uh, some playlists. Um, I'd have to look it up here, but I do believe there are some techniques of importing playlists from other sources into your music library. Um, I tend to, to find that it was easier for me to just create one in, in Sonos. Um, and then of course, inside of your services that there's always music channels you can grab up that way as well. So yeah, very, very flexible. Um, does require a little, you know, bit of background work or prayer work to get that playlist made. Um, but we can do a little research too on, um, on the importing of playlists of okay. things you already have. Okay. Cause that's something that I am, I'm the world's worst at. I, yep. I hated creating playlists back in the day, but you know, you did it for, and then when you order new music, you know, it's hard. You got to go throw it in there. So, I mean, I may be over overdoing it there. Other people may say, you know, playlists are awesome. They're so fun to create. I don't know. And I do see where you're headed with the Amazon Dot, and that has audio out. And I assume when we get into the hardware, which I'd like that jump into now, mm-hmm. that we can use those two together. So tell me about what... What what should I be picking as hardware and and classify all these different play devices for me? Sure. So um, speakers come in. Um, so the Play Three and Play Five are kind of the traditional bigger speakers, and um, they you know even though they're single units, uh, they do play stereo sound. Uh, you, you look at how they're kind of laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're you know designed to play stereo so you can put one in a room and have good sound out of it um and you kind of they've they've got some good things on their uh, website about helping you pick um the you know like the right size speaker for the for the Mm -hmm. room i've come to find that their their bigger home speaker the play five fills a you know a, a decent size room uh very well so like a living room, a, a dining room, a kitchen, um, it fills that up quite nicely. Uh, play threes are nice for smaller rooms. Um, any of the speakers can also be put together as a stereo pair. So say you had a, a bigger room and you wanted kind of a more traditional stereo pair of speakers, um, you can configure play ones, threes, fives to have two of them and be a, a left and right channel. So a lot of flexibility that way. And that also ties in a little bit to, um, uh, you know, some of the things you can do with their sound bar and the, the back channels for surround sound. So, 
you know, that, that kind of plays into that. So some of it is kind of figuring out what, what rooms do you want to have sound in? Do you want a speaker, um, like a Sonos speaker setting out? Um, many folks, I, I know when they're building a new house that have, uh, you know, kind of loved Sonos, they kind of head in the pattern of, um, uh, you know, mounting speakers in the wall, running the speaker wire down and going to one of the Sonos amps. So then you don't have something sitting on the counter. You've got, you know, your speakers are in the wall. You've got full Sonos capability there. And, uh, you know, that that's kind of another way to look at it. Um, the Sonos One is, uh, is uh, the first speaker they have that's very... Um, uh, I, th- I think all their speakers did well from a humidity point of view, but the Sonos One is specifically uh, um, designed to handle high humidity, which makes it great for putting in the bathroom. And here we have a Sonos in each of the bathrooms, and they're all the Sonos Ones, and each is set to turn on like an alarm clock uh, to, I, I have mine come on to a news station and starts playing the news in the morning. My wife comes on to a sports station and uh, you know, as we, as we use the different bathrooms in our home to get prepped in the morning, Sonos ones are in there. Uh, I have an 11 year old daughter who seems to take 30 minute showers with forgetting to turn the fan on and uh, it's dripping wet in the bathroom and that, that Sonos one has handled it perfectly fine. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, just that convenience of having stuff all over the house, uh, the, the play bar is, uh, their solution for, uh, you know, sort of a surround sound play bar function and they have a subwoofer that, uh, a wireless subwoofer that pairs up with that nicely. And, uh, they just, they just introduced a a white version of the subwoofer. So, so a sound bar to put around the TV, but also it's also a Sonos. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's it's a it's a sound bar that sets basically under the TV. Comes with a mounting bracket for the wall. Um, you can run it by itself and have you know, simulated surround. You can add a couple of uh, Sonos ones to the back, or Sonos threes to the back, and have those be the back channel if you want full real surround sound. Um, there's some technical things, and I always like to point out: do your research on the uh, on the Sonos Play, because it is taking an optical connection from your TV, so it's audio out optical from the TV into the Play Bar. Um, you, if you really are hung up on making sure you're getting true Dolby surround sound, you need to make sure that your TV actually passes Dolby surround out that optical port and uh and sorry for diving too deep and technical no, here that's, but that's uh, awesome. but that's yeah and there's once again the forums that sonos are fantastic um there's a couple of guys who run kind of a um you know here's here's the latest samsung or lg or sony you know whoever's tvs and we've tested and found that um, you know, surround sound does pass through the optical port, so you will get true surround sound uh, through the play bar. Okay. Okay. So we've established we've got we've got room devices: the Play One, the Play Three, the Play Five, and then we've got home theater, the Play Bar, which I might add is six ninety nine. So this is not for the faint of heart and wallet. Yep. The sub, which has soul shaking sound, it says. Um, six ninety nine <laughs> as well. 
And then you go on, which you mentioned earlier, the amplifiers, which this this product intrigues me some because I do have wired uh, speakers in my home. It's turn your so there's a connect a connect and a yep. connect amp. Yep. So the connect looks like it turns your existing home theater speaker system into a Sonos. And the Connect amp looks like it turns your wired speakers. Now, would would this be like home wired speakers in the ceiling, like ceiling mounts? Yep. Yep. So the the Connect is just has RCA outputs or optical outputs on it. And just mm-hmm. like you said, you you'd go to your say your surround sound receiver. Uh, so, so you had a really nice surround sound receiver and all the speakers and you, you had your home theater already done and you just want to add Sonos into that equation, you'd buy a Sonos Connect and, uh, and, and make the proper connection, you know, either RCA jacks or optical jacks into um, your system. Mm-hmm. And then you'd basically, you know, flip it to auxiliary and, and uh, and you'd have full access to all your Sonos, uh, uh, you know, media, uh, music, streaming services through that home stereo system. Okay. Uh, and then, and there's just, as you said, if you had a, you know, say in the, in the kitchen and I use that example cause we just did this for a friend. They had uh, a pair of speakers in the kitchen, nicely mounted. The speaker wires ran down in the basement. They had always thought about hooking it up into the home uh, theater system, but that just never, you know, even though these home theater receivers have different zones you can play with, could never get it to work quite right. They were heading in the Sonos direction, so we put in one of the amps, and now those existing speakers in the wall um, are hooked up to that amp, and you set the volume, and once again, it's all your Sonos content and your services are available through that amp uh, and the amp actually has another input on it too. So if you wanted to, you know, add something straight into that, um, you can use you can use that. Uh, plus, that gets it on the Sonos network. So uh, any of the Sonos products that have an input port on it also gives you this ability to say, um, come audio out of another device, uh, CD player. DVD player, computer, and get that into your um, Sonos system as well. Okay, I see. Yeah, there's a, on the website. There's a nice little um, there's speaker out. There's a dual Ethernet uh, port. It's called Ethernet switch. I find that intriguing. There, and... there are there's some intriguing networking things that we could probably do a whole nother show about. So you <laughs> you, you let you let me know how deep and long you awesome. want to go into that. Excellent. Okay, I'm going to keep that in mind, filing that away so I can hey. interface that into my home system. Speaker out. Um, you know what I'm trying to wrap my head around is like like impedance matching where mm-hmm. what if I want to run dual rooms? You said your friend ran just the kitchen down to the yep. basement. What, what if he wants to add an extra room? Now, I, I've got so impedance that's... matching bars, but how does Sonos handle that? Um, you know, I think their first point would be to have a separate amp for each pair of speakers or a separate amp for each room so that you mm-hmm. could control them independently of each other. 
Um, if you wanted to, um, you know, say have two rooms connected to the same amp, you know, I think we would just get back to, I think, you know, if you're running eight ohm speakers, you could run them in parallel. That would drop you down to four ohm. And I think the, the amp is good down to four ohm. I'd need to check the specs on it, but yeah, you, you, you'd want to be careful of that, of how many, you know, systems you put together or how many sets of speakers you put together mm-hmm. on there. Uh, and then you'd also have to think in terms of the volume and the service is going to be the same on both those. So, you know, if you, if you wanted different services on them, then you'd have to have separate amps on them. Right. Yeah. If you want to do different things in different rooms. Agreed. Okay. That's something. And Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and, and there are a couple of pictures out there. If you kind of do some, some Googling around Sonos home setups, um, I mean, there are folks who I think are in a slightly different tax bracket than I <laughs> that have, uh, have uh, wall-mounted speakers, in-wall speakers in almost every room of the house. And then down in the basement, there is a rack of Sonos amps, and they have a separate amp for every room in the house. And... To me, that's that's probably uh, probably a bit overkill, but I guess if you can afford it, it's probably kind of a cool way to do things. Right. Yeah, I assume you could just link all of that together and say, send one source to all my rooms, like party mode, right? There, there is a party mode, and that okay. is, if if you entertain, that is one of the neatest underlying features because a lot of the systems out there that have some sort of play play this source in all rooms. Uh, um, it can kind of drive you nuts going room to room because they're out of sync with each other. Mm-hmm. Sonos, as far as when I've turned it on at home here, it is a hundred percent in sync on every device in the house. Yeah, that's a major undertaking. And wow, is it annoying if it's off because you know, yes. when you're walking room to room, you, your ears pick up one room and the other at the same time and they're off and it will drive you back crazy. Yep. That blank crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so when, one of the other installed uh, things I'll mention here at, in my house. So I, I mainly have uh, Sonos speakers throughout the house. I have a, a, a the room I'm in right now has a, uh, uh, a stereo system that has a connect plugged into it. Down in the basement in my lab, I have a Sonos amp hooked up to a set of speakers that I run my my one of my PCs through as well as the Sonos service. And then out on the patio, I have a, a pair of uh, Boston Acoustic um, somewhat weather-resistant speakers that I've mounted um, so that I can take them down. But they they mount basically on the upper corner of each side of the patio door, which is about a seven foot wide door, which is right in the middle of the patio. And uh, I basically have a, a, a Boston acoustic subwoofer that I set out there and a one of the Sonos amps. So I plug in the subwoofer, plug in the amp, hook up the two speakers to the amp, hook up the subwoofer to the amp. I'm up and running in about five minutes, and um, I can get the neighbors to complain about the uh, level of music in the backyard. Nice. Uh, and it sound, sounds phenomenal. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, that's um, any house I've ever walked into and heard, you know, and seen a Sonos playing, it's always been very high quality. I've never mm-hmm. had any complaints about that. Probably that it is too loud. 
<laughs> did a lot of home shopping this past year and you know a lot of homes had a sono sitting there so it was uh yeah it was neat to uh to see that i see something else a, a boost unparalleled wireless re- reliability box for a hundred dollars yep. is that just uh i i don't know what this is actually so I, I will send you a link to um, a page called Choosing Between Standard Setup and Boost Setup. Mm-hmm. So for, for, for Sonos old timers out there, when you, when you got your original Sonos system, you had to buy a bridge. And the bridge was 50 bucks. And if you were lucky, uh, like I was, um, Target ran a special where every time you bought a Sonos device, they gave you a bridge for free. And what the bridge did, uh, the bridge hooked into your router or your home network through an Ethernet connection. And it set up a separate network called SonosNet. And uh, (laughs) the basic function of SonosNet was a wireless mesh network. Yep. We're all talking about mesh networks these days and Sonos had it years ago. And basically if you look at, you know, the, the way boost works today, it pulls the Sonos devices off your home Wi-Fi and onto that Sonos network. Now Sonos went back kind of the other way because they were viewed as being, you know, really expensive by, Hey, I got a, I got to buy this $50 bridge and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to incur the extra cost. They realized a lot of smaller homes with decent Wi-Fi, um, it was easy to, you know, standard mode basically just sets up all the devices to um, talk over Wi-Fi. So standard mode works for most people. Your Sonos devices are on your home Wi-Fi. Um, it does put a little extra load on your Wi-Fi. And, and there's some good discussion around, you know, how do I tell if my Wi-Fi is good enough to run standard mode? I've always stayed in, um, in what they now call boost mode, which is, uh, you know, the old Sonos net mode. Um, you don't have to buy a boost device to do this. Um, if you plug any Sonos product into your router, that product will set up the Sonos net. Okay. Now, the only the only problem with that is then you'd have to have a device close enough to your router to make that connection. Um, that's where I still like these these bridges. There's still a lot of bridges out there. You can find them on Craigslist for $25, eBay for $25. And I've seen no drawback to having all of my um, Sonos devices on their own network. Now, I do have to throw in the point that I think this works for me uh, easily because I have Sonos products pretty much in every room of the house. So there's no hops where Sonos net might have a problem is if I had say Sonos down in the family room on one end of the house and I, and the only other Sonos device I had was on the other end of the house upstairs that could, you know, that's probably going to stretch the ability of those mesh products to talk to each other. So that might be, a good setup to stick with standard mode and just run Wi-Fi on everything. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So, okay. Tell me where I go from here. I have picked, I have picked a Sonos. Let's say I'm going to go with the play three. I'm going to put that in my, let's, let's go with kitchen. That's where we are a lot. Let's put a play three in my kitchen. Where do I go from here? 
So, it, and I, if I could comment on that, the the interesting thing is, um, you know, one of the problems I've seen with um, like mounting speakers in the wall is, especially in a kitchen where you're moving around, is, and I'm I'm picky about this stuff, but you're always standing too close to one of the speakers. Mm-hmm. So a play three or a play five being a single point of audio is really kind. Of kind of easy on your ear because you're never getting that left right channel fighting kind of thing. So for you, yeah, start with the play three, play five. That's a great way to experiment. Um, put one, put one in the kitchen that way. Um, you could do a standard setup right off your Wi-Fi, get it up and running, um, get your services l- attached to your Sonos account. And, and, uh, it's best to have, um, probably didn't mention it well enough, even though you can, control everything on Sonos from uh, mobile devices, I still like to have the Sonos app loaded up on a PC or a Mac as kind of the main spot. Um, you don't have to run everything from there, but, but it's a good way to uh, set down. And when you're configuring those services, it's a much easier way to do it on a PC than it is on, on a mobile device. So okay. you get get your Play 3 or your Play 5, um, you get up and uh, you know, get that up and running, get your services up and running, uh, and you know, make sure everything's functioning the way you'd like it to function. And then from there, you kind of start growing. You know, where, where do you, where do you want music on demand? And you mean next. from there you start spending more and more and more. You start investing. You start <laughs> investing. investing in your Sonos system. Very well. Investing. I, I will say, um, half of of my Sonos products probably came from Target back when, um, so you, you use your Target red card, you get 5% off. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit there. We used to get uh, other 5% coupons. So that was a good place to save money. Um, I do find quite a bit of Sonos on Craigslist because um, it's nice to kind of buy it locally if you can you know trust the source. Uh, because many times people buy Sonos they get at home and they decide, eh, this isn't what I really wanted. This this isn't working for me. Um, maybe they realize to do this like they would want to do it, it's too big of an investment. So I've actually bought quite a bit of Sonos products off from, um, off from uh, Craigslist and eBay. Um, when you mentioned the kitchen, the, and, and I'm saying this not to brag, but uh, in my kitchen, I have a Sonos Play Bar. And I, I will tell anybody that I bought it for $300 because when the play bars first came out, there seemed to be a lot of them on eBay that I'm sure people tried to hang them on the wall without the bracket and they broke the optical connector on it. Mm. So you couldn't use it as a surround sound bar, but it's the most kick butt Sonos speaker you can buy. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So for about the price of a Play 5, I ended up with a slightly broken uh, Play Bar in my kitchen. So there's my crazy overkill. But uh, if you're ever over at my house and you wonder why it's so loud in the kitchen, look by the phone and you'll see a a Play Bar on the wall. But um, not not totally condoning people to go uh, buy broken stuff. But if it fits your needs. And and like I say, I do find a lot of uh, good deals on Sonos. Um, especially amps and connects also, uh, on, on eBay. Um, so kind of another commercial for Sonos here. Um, I've, I've yet to find anything that 
does not work from the very first Sonos products out there. So the original Connect was, uh, I have to find the right number here for it. I believe it was a Connect 80 back when they put n- numbering conventions on them. Mm-hmm. And um, that still works. You know, even though your Sonos system has been updated and changed, they, they've done a great job of not leaving anything behind um, before the mobile apps were as, as great as they are today, they had a little handheld device and I ended up with one of those and that's still supported little LCD screen on it, little, you know, uh, device, uh, functionality. So, uh, um, phenomenal to me, the way Sonos has been able to hang on to, uh, not leaving anybody technology wise behind, okay. but still continuing to innovate and, and roll with the product. Very well. I see it on Amazon as well. So, I mean, I literally could get a Play One and just put it on my desk and get used to the service, play with it, and then possibly push that to another room and then Mm -hmm. start buying more, you know, looking around possibly on Craigslist, like you say. Yeah. Yeah, you can, you know, and and I think how we grew uh, in our house here was I picked up a play three put it in the kitchen really liked it picked up another play three um you know there were sales that i I ended up getting some play fives uh to replace the play threes the play threes ended up in the master bathroom and the guest bathroom the play one came out and um the um got those for the master bathroom and the guest bathroom and then the play threes one of those actually has become my mobile play three and by mobile i take it in the garage and uh, use it out there i unplug it i take it out to i've got a little yard barn and a garden next to the house um the network reaches out to there even though i have a seamless steel siding which seems to do a good job of blocking things Mm. um so i can reach out that way uh and and so that's that's a device i've got a burn bracket on the back of it they have mounting brackets on the backs of uh almost all their speakers okay. and uh, so that's that's my portable uh and I, I you know obviously it requires power so i have to be someplace i can plug it in but that's the the garage out working in the garden i have music out there uh ready to go interesting i like that i could probably use one of these in my garage as well now, one thing I forgot to mention that's been in beta for a little while but is really coming together now is uh, Plex Media Server and Sonos working better together. If you go to Plex, uh, Plex.tv's website, they've got a great uh, discussion on using Plex. Um, it shows up in the services just like any of the other music services. Um, I'm kind of in the early phases of testing that, but it, it really um, gives you some nice features of using Plex to integrate with the rest of your uh, equipment. So uh, one more thing for people to think about as you're doing the home entertainment stuff, um, Plex is now a supported function with Sonos. And one more reason to use Plex. There you go. So I hope I've answered everybody's questions about Sonos. Thanks for talking with me today, Kevin. Absolutely. Great talking with you. Thanks. All right, guys. It looks like I need to get a Sonos. I need I need to get one and play with it and mess around with it and try it out. So that seals the deal. I need to do that. Why don't you meet me out in homeautomationforums.com. There is a, a section in there to talk, to talk about audio and home audio and stuff. So we'll do that. 
And someday in the future, future podcast, I want to talk about, I want to talk more about Amazon Music and some of the things that I'm doing in my house with music and uh, the Amazon Echo and the other Amazon name that I don't like to say because it turns on all your devices, but it's um, a great home device, A-L-E-X-A, let's just put it that way. And I'll do an episode about that because that is near and dear to my heart as well, and I want to talk about that, and hopefully I'll have some more to share with you on Sonos. So to to finalize this podcast, I've got some things in my What I'm Reading list, and I think that you're going to like these. I've got two for you. Now, listen up, because one of these is near and dear to my heart. I really enjoy um, history and uh, World War II, World War I history and reading about the boys that fought for uh, all of our freedoms and the, and the world's freedoms. And this one is really cool. I love buying books from Amazon and and even on my Kindle and reading about all this stuff, but this one you can get for free. This is about Lieutenant Coleman, and this is called the Lieutenant Coleman Warrior Saga. You can go to warriorsaga.com, I'll put links in the show notes, and read about uh, Lieutenant Coleman. Also, I found out about this guy from an auction, somebody was auctioning off Lieutenant Coleman's like war things that he brought back with him and some of his memoirs and stuff. And this happens a, a lot of stuff. Um, you know, they want to share it with someone who's going to appreciate this memorabilia and they auction off some of these uh, veterans' uh, goods and trench art and things like that. And that's how I found it. I'm going to give you that link as well because I want you to see some of that stuff. Uh, the The auction is now over, but I still want you to go look at that. And then I want you to go to warriorsaga.com and read about Lieutenant Coleman. If you're into war history, you'll like this. It's very interesting. So the second link, this is the fun one. Do you know when you go into all the stores like... I don't, not even like Chuck E. Cheese, but you go into a storefront and it has a claw machine up in the front. Or you go, sometimes they're even in restaurants and they're everywhere, actually. They're everywhere. So, claw machines, you put your money in and you operate the claw and it drops down to pick up like a stuffed animal or some other kind of prize. Did you know there are settings in those claw machines that will determine if you are going to win or not? Yes. They know if you're going to win or not. And this is great to look at and to share, especially with your children that love running those dollar bills in and have no idea where those dollar bills come from. They grow on trees, right? So this is the claw machines, and it shows you how they work, and it shows you how they get set and how they take your hard-earned money. So this is a great read and is all in what I'm reading. Thank you for listening to Reset. Thank you for sharing this. Please go out to iTunes and give me some stars. It will help me reach other people. And give me some feedback on Twitter at McCabe.io. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. This has been Reset, a member of the Geeks Network. Check out thegeeksnetwork.com for great podcasts and forums. Reset can be found at McCabe.io, 
youtube.com slash David McCabe and on Twitter at McCabe.io. Intro and outro music by Der Lee. Find it at soundcloud.com slash music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E music. Support of this podcast can be done at patreon.com slash David McCabe. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you next week on Reset. Reset.